Welcome to the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez Vu, and I will be serving as your Femme Tour, providing you with tips and tricks on everything you need to know to get into graduate school. Um, this is something I do every year with my scholars as they get admitted to master's and PhD programs across the country. And I'm really excited to share this information with you too. Hi everyone, um, today I'm going to be publishing this episode a little later than usual just because we're, you know, in the middle of the holiday break. I was debating whether or not to maybe take a pause from recording a few episodes, but then I figured, you know what, I have a lot of content, a lot that I have to say, and these episodes are fairly short, so I might as well just put something out there today, and hopefully you can listen to it when you have a chance. What I was thinking about talking about today is the general admissions processing timeline and specifically like what a typical PhD admissions timeline looks like. Because if you just apply to graduate school um, this uh, fall quarter or fall term, then um, odds are you may be wrapping up your applications. Maybe the last set of applications are due early January. If you're applying to master's programs, I know you still have deadlines. Those usually um, don't end until February, March. And some, <clears throat> some more applied programs have rolling deadlines that go on very late, June, July, August. But I'm going to assume uh, for the purpose of my conversation right now, that you applied to PhD programs and that the bulk of your deadlines were December 1st and December 15th. And at this point, you're done applying and you're wondering, okay, when am I going to start to hear back from programs? And how do I hear back? And what happens next? So December 1st, December 15th are, are really common deadlines. And then from there, you do have some end of December, early January deadlines, which irritate me because that's not a good time to apply. I mean, you're trying to spend time with family. A lot of departments are closed during the holidays. How are you supposed to submit things? If you need to order transcripts, send GRE scores, good luck getting a hold of people around this time. But um, anyway, going back to the point of the admissions timeline, some students may hear as early as now as early as maybe even um, a few weeks after you apply, like two weeks after you apply, you may hear back from programs, but that's not common. So don't freak out if you haven't heard anything that um, tends to be, the, so the students in my, in the history of like thus far, my 10 year history of working with students who have been applying to graduate school, um, I've noticed that it's not very common to hear um, as early as now, but every once in a while it does. And when it does, it tends to be in STEM fields. And so uh, right now, actually, for this application cycle, I'm working with students, how many? I think I have 16, close to 16 students applying to graduate school. Among them, two STEM students have heard back and they've been invited uh, to interviews or an open house. One student actually did get an acceptance letter. Very, very rare. Oh my gosh, this is, don't, I don't want to freak you out. This is so, so rare. And then we had another, so two STEM students heard back. Among them, you know, one of them got um, an open house invitation. Another one got an, an interview. Um, and then we also had a social science student get invited to an interview. So... 
That's three students among the 16 who have heard back. Again, this is very early. Uh, in the past couple of years, the earliest that students had heard back was in January, unless they were um, they applied early. So I've had a student who was invited to apply early, applied in November, and heard back by December. Uh, but so let's say, let's say you haven't heard back, and you are on a more like traditional timeline. The more traditional timeline indicates that. Folks are on winter break right now. They're not reviewing applications. They probably aren't going to touch them until January. And then they got to get a hold of a committee and figure out um, which students they want to take on, how many spots they have available. And so all of this takes time. So typically students don't hear until February and not just any time in February. It tends to be mid to late February. Some people will hear as late as um, early to mid-March. Uh, by mid-March, if you haven't heard anything, then I would, if I were you, I would contact the departments to ask for an update. That is a perfectly good time to ask because uh, we do have, um, we do have a deadline that is very common for most graduate programs. The common deadline for graduate programs for you to submit your statement of intent to register is April 15th. And so that's why I say if you haven't heard by mid-March, uh, you should be contacting them because you're going to need some time to make a decision. They're going to need to uh, send you your award letter. You're going to need to review that. A lot of programs, especially PhD programs, invite you in for interviews. And again, you need, that takes time. It takes time to plan out your trip, book tickets, go stay there for a few days, come back. Um, And so that's, um, that's the first thing that you need to know is that at this point, you may start to hear back in January, but more often than not, the most common thing is you should expect to hear back in mid to late uh, February. And then from there, you may get invited to an open house. You may be um, invited to an on-campus interview or some programs. So some programs will not admit you. They'll just invite you in to come check out the campus, and they will um, interview right then and there. Other programs will send you an, um, an acceptance letter without a funding package and ask you to come visit, attend an open house, and then they'll send you the funding package later. Some programs will just send you the acceptance letter and the offer letter and may or may not even have you come to an open house. Um, but open houses are or campus visits are very common. So that is something to expect and to plan for and to budget for because some programs will pay for everything. Other programs will only pay for your flight. Some programs will only pay for part of your flight. We've even had cases where they've invited students to an open house and not paid for anything. Uh, and um, uh, if you're applying to out-of-state schools, that can add up. So Just keep that in mind, um, and that's also something you know to let them know if 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 they're inviting you to an open house. That's something that you reasonably can ask them: is will will my travel expenses be covered? Will lodging and airfare be covered? What about meals, etc.? Okay, so January, February, March, you're starting to they're doing their admissions processing, notifications. 
will continue. April 15th is when you are expected to respond to them and to submit your statement of intent to register for their financial support offers. And, um, okay, one thing I want to say is if you hear back from a program and you know there, let's say that you have a top school, that's your number one. If you get in here, you're not going anywhere else and you've applied to a dozen schools, you hear from your top school, they say yes, you know you're going there. And then you get other yeses from other programs. Don't keep people waiting. If you know where you're going to go, um, definitely say no to the other programs because most programs also have wait lists. And some students are waitlisted at their top schools and they're waiting until someone says yes or no in order for them to get a spot. So don't wait too long, but also don't say yes right away. Why don't you want to say yes right away? Because you want to make sure you review your financial package before you say yes, before you, you know, submit your your statement of intent to register before you SIR. Don't say yes right away. Review your funding package. Negotiate if you can. If you have more than one yes and more than one funding package, you want to, you know, get as much as you can in terms of financial support. It's completely okay and expected to do that. So keep that in mind, you know, take some time to review. Don't take too much time. Don't wait until the very last day, April 15th, to let them know yes or no. All right, so then um, by May 1st, this is the final application deadline for other departments. Um, usually in May, you're starting to get your, um, what is it, like a student account, an email, your online registration instructions for new students. And in June, uh, you'll get a final admissions decision. They'll ask for anything else that they may need just to ensure that everything is okay. Like they may ask for your final transcripts. If um, you sent, sent them transcripts only up until the fall quarter, they might want to see uh, your winter and spring grades or if it's fall term for you and you're in the semester system, they might want to see your spring grades. So keep that in mind. Um, what does that mean for you? I'm trying to think of what else is important when it comes down to your timeline. February, hearing back. April, you're letting them know um, your decision. And um, from then, you're trying to make plans about whether, you know, you're most likely going to have to move because most people don't go to graduate school where they went to their undergrad institution um you may want to ask about relocation expenses if those things get covered and um yeah wrap up if you're still a student wrap up your term wrap up your semester graduate make sure your grades are okay don't let senioritis get to you and um and then uh i also recommend june july august uh before you start your next uh term for before you start grad school is try to get a summer job and save up as much as possible because moving does cost money. Even if you're moving uh, from one city to another and they're, you know, it's relatively close by, maybe an hour or two, it still costs money to move. So just keep that in mind. Save up for moving and contact other grad students who are in that program to get, you know, get to know them and build community. But I think that's everything you need to know in terms of the admissions timeline i will share more about how to prepare for a campus visit i will also share more about what a mock interview looks like when i conduct mock interviews like what 
types of questions to expect if you have a grad school interview. Uh, but that's um, that's for another day. That is uh, to come in the next couple of episodes. I'll cover those topics. All right. Thank you so much for listening and for uh, bearing with me during the holidays. I know these past couple of episodes, uh, I've I've been a little bit out of it, but I'm definitely looking forward to the new year to bringing you some really great episodes and um, new content and more thorough content too. All right. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining me in the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. Again, this is Dr. Yvette Martinez-Vu. If you liked what you heard, uh, please feel free to rate this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else where you listen to your podcasts. You can also uh, follow me by uh, going to my website, which is yvettemartinezvu.com, or you can email me at yvettemtz3 at gmail.com. Until next time.